Welcome to the Starch Solution Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Healthy Emmy. I am a nutritionist and the creator of the Slim on Starch program. If you want to lose weight on a plant-based diet, listen to this podcast. Also, bonus points, go and watch all of my YouTube videos, Healthy Emmy on YouTube. But if you're really serious about this, go to healthyemmy.org, apply to work with me as well as a mindset coach and a nutrition coach, and let's do this thing. Now, on to the podcast. After menopause, Diana was struggling with weight gain and joining the SOS program was really, really scary for her because as she talks about, she felt like her body was broken and no matter what she tried, she just couldn't get the weight off. So she was nervous about investing in something that she thought, what if this doesn't work? Well, she's doing an interview on my YouTube channel now, so I think we know how it ended up going. If you are going through menopause, or even if you are not, and you are just struggling with thinking that you're the magical unicorn that this isn't going to work for, you've got to watch this video. Diana proves that this is possible, even if you believe, like, I don't think this is gonna work for me. Let's listen to Diana's story. Hey, if you're new here, I'm Healthy Emmy. I'm the creator of the Slim on Starch program where you work with me as well as a mindset coach and a nutrition coach to lose weight on a plant-based diet. If you wanna do that, just click the link in the down bar or just go to healthyemmy.org. Through my entire life, I was pretty fit, pretty thin. I could eat anything I wanted. Um, but you hit 50 and menopause knocked me for a loop. So my whole struggle and everything started from that point. And I just was becoming somebody I didn't know. And being a very active person, always outside, always riding horses and all that, it was a big change. So with menopause, you get the hot flashes. And unfortunately for me, I had them every hour on the hour that I could set my clock to. So that then affects your sleep. And it's the same thing that all women say, but it's so true. Um, it affects your sleep. So then you're getting moody and you're getting crabby and you're not sleeping well. And that just affects everything else in your life. You know, you start getting not a good complexion and the weight gain came. When I went into menopause and the weight started gaining on me, I knew what I was going to do. I would just eat healthy. But with healthy, what you learn online is coconut oil, coconut milk cashew sauces. So you get that whole, these are all healthy, go ahead and eat them. And that's what I did. And I felt so betrayed that why am I still gaining weight? Why isn't this working for me? So that went on for six years and you just are slipping more and more into this. I am that one person that's broken. The one person that this isn't going to work for. So that's kind of where you came in. <laughs> um, I had been watching your videos because like I was always on YouTube looking for anything to help. And I told you this already on our first uh, interview that I was watching you. I'd watch the people that talk to you and all about your program. And I was like, nope, I'm 56 years old. She doesn't know what it's like to be my age and it's not going to work for me. And then you started having your mom on. So I'm, I'm thinking it was maybe like two years ago, little snippets of your mom started coming on and it was working for her. And I, <laughs> and I said to myself, you got to trust something. You've got to trust something. So it worked for your mom. I was going to turn to you and I decided to sign up for the program. And that was uh, the end of September this year. So I think that's the, it's a short snapshot because my struggle started as soon as, you know, that change happened. 
And what is your quick snapshot of how different your life looks like now? And then we'll go through the entire story. Okay. Um, Now, if I had to pick one of the biggest things is that I don't freak out every day. What am I going to eat? Um, I guess to add to the little snapshot before, because I was always searching for food, I swear I was cooking a new recipe every day, if not twice a day, I was in the kitchen, everything had to be new, everything had to be wonderful. It had to be, you know, these big, impressive vegan meals that I was trying to make. And it it just, I couldn't keep up with it. I couldn't keep up with it. So um, once I got into the program, learning how to eat frees up my time. I, I, I have so much more time on my hands. I'm not worried about what to eat. I know what to do if I'm out running around, what to bring, what to have. I'm not saying that it's not a struggle still because I'm pretty new from I just started this September. So it is still a learning process, which I think is fine. You know, we're all in different phases. Um, But the stress of it, I think, is the biggest thing that has has left me. And of course, some other benefits that have happened along the way, (laughs) too. You know, I don't know if we get into them now or later, but, you know, um, so, yeah. <laughs> so, so let's bring it back here to, I remember so vividly on our first call, you said, when I look in the mirror, I don't see myself. I don't see Diana. And it was a really emotional journey that we went through. Do you want to speak to that a bit? Yeah, I, I, I did comment and I thought back to that interview because we were having this one. And I remembered that moment. I didn't know what triggered it. I couldn't remember what triggered it. And, um, it was, it's, I had a very clear view of who I was my entire life. So I think in the last three years, all those little symptoms and not sleeping right and not eating right and not feeling good, having the aches and pains, it just was like this little thing that started eating away at the real me. And you would look at that mirror and you're like, oh my gosh, middle age hit me. It did happen to me, but you don't feel like you should be there. So that, that was very emotional to I actually wrote down, I felt like I was mourning who I was like that, that person had gone away and I didn't want that to happen. I like, I I like who I am, you know, but when too many things are knocking you down, you you can't get back up again. (laughs) Well, actually, because I'm somebody that hasn't struggled with this now, this is, this has to be my doom. This has to be what the, what the rest of my life looks like, because if it's gone a great way for me up until I hit menopause and now menopause has kicked in, that's the common denominator here. And you know what women say after menopause, sorry, that's the way it goes. So it's easy to believe that. Definitely. You just, you feel that it all, what you hear is right. That's just what you're going to fall into. And you're supposed to be happy with that. And you're not going to, it's not going to change. So you do get kind of, you do convince yourself that everybody was right. I am. I'm going to be stuck this way, (laughs) you know, but there is that little piece of hope in you. And it was one that came on the call with me. And what I've learned about you is that you are incredibly handy and hardworking. I mean, you have your tiny house and you build. And so you have a track record that proves that you can put your nose to the grindstone and work. It's just been misplaced up until we met. And then when we met, your nose was on the right grindstone and you were able to to release the weight that came with menopause. And I think it was the the puzzle pieces were in the wrong alignment. 
I put all the work pieces that had to be done first and the health and the food was the back priority. And I think with being with you and learning what I did, it switched them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you can't do all this other stuff really great until you're really good to yourself. So that was a big switch. Yeah. The, and you know, you and also others who tend to become clients of mine are very concerned with getting the work done for everybody else and taking care of everybody else and cooking for everybody else. And they think I need to take care of everybody else. And then I can take care of me. I need to get all the work done. And then I can I'm at the bottom of the list. But how can we take care of everybody else? And how can we get the work done if we're not taken care of? It's just kind of like being on a plane. They're like, if you're with kids, make sure you put your mask on first and then help them. But we don't do that. (laughs) You know, I think we just get lost in the shuffle of every day and you don't realize how much time passes. Like for six years to be unhappy and to let that go. And it's so scary that, well, if I make that change, which was calling you, but what if it doesn't work? I'll just stay here because this is what I know. So I think that's a trap that is easy to fall into. And and I was in it for six years. So as we started to work together, what changes did you start to notice first? At the beginning of the program, you you kind of tell everybody, okay, this is what the program is. This is what you're going to get. You get you in, in different calls and, and chats. And then you also have a mindset coach and a nutrition coach. <laughs> and for me, I remember when you said I had a mindset coach, honestly, I said, what for? This is all about food. What is that part even? I was so like, oh, you know, why do I need that? It was so funny, my reaction to it. Anyway, so you go through that first week. And for me, it was sheer panic of you read the homework. It makes sense. On paper, you know what to do. But walking into my kitchen, I was scared stiff of not making the plates right and and whatever. So then you do, you make this plate, you make that, you send it to your your nutrition coach and you start doing the mindset homework. And you do it that whole first week and you're just waiting for Sunday to happen or whenever they get back to you. And I remember my first uh, call in or check in with my mindset coach and what she said to me, they really do look at everything, the good and the bad, and they let you know. But for me, it was like, oh, but I think that was really helpful and very eye-opening for me, how I poo-pooed it, which I do tend to do that. I'm a little opinionated. Um, and I benefited from it so much. So that that was a big thing. You know how I picture your first week in SOS? I picture it like you came in and your eyes were like this. And you're like, I'm not so sure about this thing. <laughs> I know that financially you were nervous about investing and what if it doesn't work? So you came in, you're like, this is a lot of money. I I don't know about this mindset coach thing. And then in that first week, you're like, whoa, you were go- you were feeling emotions that you hadn't felt. I remember our first call, the first group call that we did was an emotional call for you. It's raw, it's honest, it's open. And you're like, okay, we're really digging in here. And then it was eye-opening metaphorically too, because you learned, oh my God, I can take care of this. I'm doing it. I did it. My weight is dropping. My cholesterol is dropping. This is actually working. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, the cholesterol dropping, if we want to just kind of jump there, I don't know. Yeah, go for it. So I had a lab work 
for um, some changes just to compare in June that just happened to have, I just did them. And my cholesterol, let me look here, was 202. And so it just happened to be that in six months, like last week or two weeks ago, I was having a follow-up. So it was kind of neat because the program was the last three months of the six months. And I was wondering what it would affect. So I went in cholesterol from 202. It did come down 34 points in, uh, I guess, three months, you would say. So I'm at 168, which still needs to drop more, but it's three months. You know what I mean? And, oh, that's what I want to say. A big thing with the program, I didn't do it 100%. So I don't know if you remember when I would write things to my coaches or talk to you, I would be like, yeah, yeah, I know you said no fat, but I'm going to hold on to some fat because me being the one that this isn't going to work for, when I prove to you it doesn't work, I will take out the rest of the fat. But I, I had to have these like little baby steps put in. I'm not advising people to do that. I'm just saying this is was my approach. So I was like, I'm not going to exercise. I'm just going to do all the work that I always run around doing. This is going to strictly be SOS. I'm testing SOS. So I I would take a recipe and instead of using a whole can of coconut milk, I would only put in two tablespoons. And there were just little things like that that I had to leave in there because that way, if the weight didn't come off, I knew there was another level, which basically is just your program doing it 100%, that I could fall back on. So it was, I don't know why that was important to me, but I did it. And even with that, I lost in, in goodness, um, two months, I've lost 15 pounds, two, two and a half months. So, which I've never done. And then, you know, the holidays kind of happened and I put myself in a, even though I haven't lost all the weight I wanted to lose, I've put myself in a temporary maintenance because I've lost weight before and it would just come back. So all of a sudden the holidays were coming. We're getting really uh, busy. As you know, we're getting ready to build a house. So things are a little bit hectic. And I thought, well, wait a minute. My whole approach to this was lose weight slow and not gain it back. So why not just do a maintenance right now and see if you can maintain a 15 pound weight loss. Then after the holidays, go back on. It gives you the, it gives you the control back to decide. Oh, like if you had us always talking about if anybody went on vacation too. Decide how you want to approach your vacation. All in, a little out, all out, and then come back and go back on it. You know, it's not all or nothing now forever. It's a fluctuation and a cycle, just like life is. And and that's empowering to know, like, oh, I learned it. And now I can decide when to do it and when not to. So that's been great. Well, that's the word that you pulled out when I asked you how you're feeling now. You said, I feel that was one of the words I feel empowered because, and I'm going to let you speak more about that, but it's so it's empowering. And it's also comforting to know that SOS is this little home. It's this little foundation that you can always fall back on. My door is always open too. You know, that you can always come and I'm going to let you in. Yeah, let's come to SOS. So that when the holidays happen, you know that if the holidays happen, you have SOS to fall back on. It's always going to work. So let's talk a little bit about that. You know, you said one of the things that I feel after going through this program is empowered. Yes. Yeah. I, I, um, I think the empowerment that I, 
that's the word I chose because it really addresses a lot of things mentally. Um, the stress that I was under, always trying to figure out what meal to have. How do I make it? Is it healthy? Is it going to gain weight? I know what to do. I know uh, for us, we try to eat SOS nearly every meal, but then maybe twice a week, I'll make a recipe meal and just for a little bit of a change. Um, the other empowerment was learning the difference between food prep and meal prep. Meal prep, I was always very um, overwhelmed by. Wait a minute, I got to plan out a whole week's worth of food and get variety in there and, and pack it all up and hope it doesn't go bad by the end of the week and all of that. It just didn't fit how we lived. But you taught food prep, have those staples ready, the potatoes, the grains and the rices, have that. And then you're just throwing vegetables or having a salad, which you call the kiss meals. Keep it simple, sweetie. It really is simple. If you do your prep, which turns to me instead of four hours every single day, turns out to four hours, I prep on Mondays and then I do a little bit on Fridays. So that's that's empowering. It frees up your time. Um, more empowerment just comes from, again, jumping on SOS and off depending what's happening. Um, I always think it's kind of funny. Oh, I shouldn't say that. Well, people say, oh, you know, watch all the holidays. You're going to get you're going to gain weight. But Christmas dinner doesn't, you don't gain weight from Christmas dinner. <laughs> you gain weight because of every other snack and every other meal you put in you three to four times a day, every day before that one. So it's like, enjoy Christmas dinner, enjoy Thanksgiving. SOS teaches you when to stop, go back to SOS the next day, do it before, enjoy that one time, that one day a year, you know, so that's empowering too. Said from somebody who we would describe as mentally settled. And you said that that was a big thing too. Is I mean, you said that with such confidence and clarity and you spoke your truth, which is that's, that's not factual. That one meal is going to make you gain weight. I'm making sure I'm eating all my kiss meals, even leaving up to the holidays. So let's talk about that feeling of feeling mentally settled after probably feeling just all over the place leading up to the program. Yeah, the um, well, I touched on it mentally settled because of the stress of looking for meals, what am I going to cook this and that you just turn to a kiss meal. Mm -hmm. if, if you have things going over uh, on all day, if you come home late, you just turn to a kiss meal there. I think after a while, like I said, in the beginning, it was a little bit hard. But after a while, when you really realize what a kiss meal is and what it does for you, these simple meals are always there. They're so quick to make. And you get a few of your little, let's say, um, dressings. For me, it was olives and brine, if you remember. That. I remember, of course. Yes. It was so oh, funny. Yeah. I have this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, is this bad? You have a video now with olives in it. And I'm like, I oh, sure do. I, it's so funny you say that, Diana, because I thought of you when I was making uh, that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, it does. It, you're mentally settled. You know what you can turn to. Um, and I don't know if this has to go along with it, but it's funny, you know, people's, oh, you change, you can't have pizza, you can't have this. Oh, you poor thing. It's so restrictive. And, and you, that gets in your head. So every once in a while you think, oh yeah, we, we should have a pizza. Let's have a pizza. So we go and order one. And then afterwards we're like, do you feel good? Cause I don't feel good. My stomach <laughs> and we're like, what is happening to us? But our body's knowing it doesn't want the grease and it doesn't want the cheese. And we miss the kiss meals. And it's weird. You kind of do this trial and error of 
you forget it. And then maybe, you know, a couple of weeks go by and you're like, oh, we want a burger. We want to go out for dinner. That'll be special. And we just come go, go home going, my meals are better. These, these are real meals. They taste real. They're better. We went out for a special thing because family was in town. And when I, and I got an artichoke pasta dish or something like that, smothered in oil. Yeah. And I was like, I don't even know what to do with this. Who would ever put this much oil on a plate? So it really changes how you interact with things. And I don't think you end up missing as much food as people think you will miss going into something like this. Because I have had people say, no way, I can't be that strict. But once you do it and know how to do it, I, it doesn't feel strict. So I'm, I, I think people that could hinder people thinking, no, 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 that's too strict. I could never do that. But you really come to enjoy these meals. And then you go back to the old stuff. And I hear this, if I had a dollar, every time I heard this from a client who says, you know me, I went out to the restaurant or I had the food that I used to always eat and it wasn't as good as I remember it, which is great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's nice when you start waking up to that, that that's a good feeling because you really feel, Oh, I'm going to miss it. Everything's going to change. It won't be the same. And it's not the same. It's better. Another word that you use that I love when I asked you to describe how you're feeling emotionally is you said, I feel whole. And I loved the comparison that you made from how you were feeling before the program, which was very in your mind, racing thoughts in the brain, in the brain, in the brain. And now you're fully connected. So do you want to speak to that? Yeah, that that was I was hoping you'd get what I mean by that. And it was you're almost watching your life happen. I felt like I would hover above myself going, what is going on? Watching myself race around trying to cook meals and figure out what to do. And then there was my body that I was like, I don't even feel connected to that body anymore. It's not me. And, you know, so I've only lost 15 pounds. And so there are people that need to lose a lot of weight. And there's people that need to just lose a little. Whatever you're at, that weight loss all of a sudden helps you connect with your body. You find out you're not broken. You And I think another word I used was um, positive as, in a, as a physical uh, description. And what that also, that all tied into my body wants to move now. Before, when I wasn't connected to it, the body just wanted to sit on the couch. I didn't want to move around. I didn't like moving my body around. It didn't feel comfortable. And now I can tell, you hear people talk about that. I can tell my my body's like, no, we can get up. Let's go do something, Mm. you know? So it is, it's, it's a whole feeling. It's not just, here's my body gaining weight and doing its own thing. And my mind is racing around like a wild person. It's all connected now. And now my body and my mind are going, we know together what's right and wrong. Mm. And you said, you know, you can feel it even when you, you go and reach for a pot. You can feel it. You just, you, do you want to use the other word that you described to, to describe your physical state now? Was it? Unimpeded. Uh, Oh yeah. For the stomach thing. Unimpeded. Yeah. That was scary because I, I, you know, I'm saying I would like to lose a total of 30 pounds. And you were like, in the beginning, you're like, well, Diana, is that really what you need to lose or is it vanity? And in the beginning, I was like, well, I know how much I need to lose. And now I've lost 15 and I'm like, oh, 
maybe just another five or 10 would be good. Maybe it won't be the whole 30. And just with 15, what I noticed, I bend over to get a pot that I want to cook with. My stomach was in my way mm-hmm. and it would make me actually get winded. And I'd stand up and I'm thinking, is, is this from the extra weight? What is wrong with me? And until that extra weight went away, that's what it was. It was, it was pushing on me. It, you know, it, it, yeah, I'm unimpeded with just that little bit of weight, that little bit of health, that little bit gone. You know, you said there was some self-talk right there of what you would say to yourself in that moment. What is wrong with me? What do you think you would say to, to yourself then if you could go back and kind of talk to her at that time when she says, what is wrong with me? What would you say? What would you do? Give her a hug maybe? Yeah, I think she needed a hug then. Um, I, I think the biggest thing and, you know, looking, looking at her from my point of view now would be to say, oh, you've got the power to do this in you. Don't question it because boy, did I ever question it, you know? Um, you almost do say what's wrong with me because that way it's that thing's fault and not my fault for putting the food in my mouth. And that, that is kind of something I wanted to talk to you about. Um, you know, I've complained, I've, I have certain friends and I come gaining weight and, you know, you complain and as a good friend will do, well, it's not your fault. It's okay. If you ate that, you know, we're all human tomorrow's another day. And I think what I learned is. The more you, and I, and I don't mean to offend anybody, this is just what, what works for me. Um, I think what I learned is that type of rationale keeps you where you are. And you taught very much in the program, if you want change, you have to do more than think about it and talk about it. You have to do it. And, and that means something to me now. Um, especially lately, I grew up, finish all the food on your plate. You don't leave food when you all of a sudden feel, well, I'm a little full now. I don't need to eat anymore. You keep eating. And through the program and tuning into that, I can set that plate aside. I don't do it all the time. I feel it's a muscle and I'm training myself because it's 56 years of doing it the other way. Um, and, And just stopping when you feel full. So those two things were a big mind shift for me of one, you're getting hungry or you're getting full, you don't need to finish the plate. And two, eating going, you're not even hungry anymore. Just stop. Mm-hmm. Those are both okay to do. And I know it sounds simple, but until that mind shift happens, you don't do it. And I can't tell you how to turn that on without taking action. Doing the steps in the program somehow flip the switch. And then you recognize it. Like, I don't think you could just go to someone and say, this is what's going to happen to you. You have to go to someone and say, do the steps. And you'll flip that your own switch on in a way. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but it's aligned. You know what I always say? You can't think your way into acting. You have mm-hmm. to act your way into thinking. And that was one of the reflections you had was, I didn't know I needed this until I was actually here doing it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I needed this. You did something very brave. And I'm going to use a word that's very emotionally charged. And it's the word victim. Mm. And you decided to drop any sort of victim mentality that was creeping its way in or that others were trying to suggest onto you, um, maybe trying to place the victim mentality on you to release the responsibility. The distinction here is that 
when menopause weight gain happens, it's not your fault, but it is your responsibility. Mm-hmm. And so making the distinction between these two things and accepting the responsibility and then also being really brave to say, all righty, let's give this the good old college try and I might fail and it might hurt, but I'm going to do it anyway. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah. And I think that's part of, I, I think I wrote somewhere, um, you know, what made you finally sign up for your program? Because it was, you know, a big choice to make. And I said, the fear of failing the program was less than the fear of staying where, where I was. Because where I was wasn't working anymore. So that was a really neat distinction for me to see that mm-hmm. I knew there's no staying here anymore. So, yeah, joining the program was less scary. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You know, if we picture our life a year from now, we could be very far down the line or we could be exactly where we are right now. That's and cute. honestly, usually it's, it looks a lot worse because the habits are more ingrained. The weight is usually higher. Yeah, yeah. We worked together in SOS for six weeks. But the habits that you built in didn't just last for six weeks. They're habits that you kept for the long term. Yeah. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? That that has to do with what we talked about earlier about the mindset coach that I was like, I don't need that. And then for six months I or six weeks, I learned how important the journaling for the food and the mindset exercises let you get into your daily behavior and habits. And I think you, people just munch, I'm going to say I, I just munched mindlessly and having to journal about it. All of a sudden you're picking up that food and you're like, here I go again. But that click of noticing here I go again is huge. That's the time where you go, am I just going to go on to a habit and eat it? Because you know, one bite doesn't hurt. One nibble doesn't hurt. Or is that the time where you know it does hurt and it makes a change if I put it down? So that was was a good thing to learn. And the same thing with the mindset. Um, for me, I always felt bad for my coaches because the stuff that I wrote for the wins and the struggles at the beginning of the week, they would be different by the end of the week. And so I always wanted to be like, wait, wait, don't comment on that stuff in the beginning. <laughs> Let's jump to the end because <laughs> I'm already <laughs> But that was really neat to see that. Oh my goodness. In seven days, I can have a mind shift that quick. So all now go ahead. Six weeks, the program is done. So every week I write up a summary. I go through what I highlighted. What was good about the week? What was bad? What was eye-opening? And I'd write it down. And now I plan at the end of the month, I take those highlights and condense them into a monthly win and struggle. And I have a question on that next month. What is the win you want to bring forward as a good habit? What is the thing you're still struggling on that you need to work with? So it makes a difference. And I'm not saying I'll do it forever, but, you know, only being in the program for, you know, doing this for three months, I feel, you know, those are, like I said, little weak muscles that you have to kind of train and ingrain new habits. So I think it's very important. And that that was a big thing that I incorporated after I left the program was to keep doing that, analyze what you're doing, but really go back and do what my coaches did. (laughs) They read everything. And if one thing, can I say their name? I was going to ask you to please do say their names. 
So my uh, nutrition coach was Trista and my mindset coach was Danny. Those girls had to read a lot. (laughs) I I am not short for words, especially when I start writing. My mother always says that you should should have been an author. Um, So they had a lot to read through. And yet they would find out the points, the highlights, the lowlights. And it really helped me every week. And I have kept that going. So girls, if you're listening, thank you so much. (laughs) They will be. And you know, this is coming from somebody who at the beginning, when the mindset coaching, you're like, "Mm -mm." and now you're on my YouTube channel talking about your weekly and monthly, monthly mindset routine that you have for yourself. Yeah. Transformation, especially because there was a big shield when we first got started together. Yeah. I was raised, um, you don't ask for help, get off your butt and do it yourself, mm-hmm. point blank. So for me to be like, okay, do I tell anybody I'm doing this? <laughs> I'm just going to kind of secretly join this thing and not do that in my family. Well, no, my mom was very supportive once I told her and stuff, although she can't understand not having meat with every meal, but that's okay. I give her that. She's 82. She's allowed. <laughs> you know, we don't need people to understand. We need them to support us. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. And I just want to say that going from seeing you on a call every week, seeing your face, that's why when we came on the Zoom, I was like, Diana, because I get so used to seeing you every week. And then that week that I don't see you, it feels empty. It feels weird. It's really hard to end the program. I was, I floundered, I would say for three weeks after I was done with the program, I floundered. We were still doing kiss meals, but I I wasn't recording. And where am I taking the pictures of my food? How I need to see this. And it was really hard to get my footing. And then something just clicked that said, if you want to get your footing, do what you were doing. Figure out what you want to type in this document. Figure out how you were going to do it. Don't let that be the excuse. I can't let Emmy down. You know, I got to do this. So, um. That was, I, I did all those things, um, because I missed you guys and I, and I had to somehow keep connected to that energy, that positive energy. And that, that's been huge. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to know? Oh, goodness. I guess, well, I, I think I mentioned that I already put myself in maintenance. So that was one thing I wanted to tell you that it was something that, you talk about or you teach in the next phase of the program, but you, you touch on it in the six weeks. And I was like, well, I kind of get the gist of it. I'll do it myself. And, and that's been surprising that for a month I have maintained even with a little nibble here or there, but being very aware of when I'm taking that nibble, I think awareness has, has really been a nice thing to come out of this mm-hmm. and not a, not a preachy awareness, not a superior awareness, just a, Oh yeah, it's an everyday thing that you're just, you got to learn and do and it's okay if people don't agree and this one says it's too strict and this one whatever because you're doing it for you and thank goodness I have my husband that supports me 100% he was in it because I told him I'm not cooking two different meals so you're going to eat the way I eat or you go do something else and now even he says if I eat somewhere else, I, I just, I just want your meals. I want them. I want kiss meals. Yeah. <laughs> That's been nice. Having support is huge. So, um, but even if someone is at home watching and they don't do it anyway, don't let somebody else yeah. tell you you can't, you know? Yeah. Shout out to Trista and Danny, who were my go-to women when coaching Diana. 
If you liked this video, then you're gonna love the rest of my client stories that I have on my channel, which are popped up right here on the screen. So check those out. Apply to the Slim on Starch program if you wanna work with me. I would love to meet you. It would be my honor. And I'll see you in my next video. Mwah.